Welcome to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss. Lou is the president of All Metals and Forge Group, the sponsor for Manufacturing Talk Radio. We are going to be joined shortly by Norbert Orr. Norbert is our senior correspondent on global surveys as he looks at the purchasing managers indexes from countries around the world. And Norbert, we're again glad you're joining us, but are they still a flock of geese or are they beginning to scatter? Uh, actually, they're, they're, they're firming up even more. So uh, we've got a pretty good, uh, pretty good story to tell. Looks like it. So why don't you tell it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we go through this each month and uh, uh, the, the beauty of it is that it's, we're measuring month over month change. And so uh, when we have months like this one, uh, there was a good bit of change, almost all positive. Uh, and we're seeing that spread around the globe. Uh, so it's a good story for the global economy uh, as well as the U.S. economy. Except for Mexico. <laughs> with the exception. <laughs> you would think with all of the reshoring that some of it would be nearshoring and are they just getting slammed with COVID so hard they're not recovering Norbert? Uh, I, I don't think there's been that much movement yet uh, from uh, you know one area moving from we haven't moved a lot back from China uh, we haven't moved uh, much down to Mexico when we said we would uh, so I don't think uh, I don't think that that's going on, uh, frankly, as much as uh, uh, we might have seen otherwise. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, I think each month uh, it's really got to stand on its own going forward. We got a good quarter in front of us. Uh, how much longer that you know that continues? Uh, uh, the amount of uh, lost trust that we have in our institutions and the things that we're, we count on to, to make us different than the rest of the world. Right. Uh, one, one of the speakers that uh, I heard recently said that uh, Europe, when he thinks of Europe, all he thinks about is museums. <laughs> <laughs> when he thinks about uh, Japan, all he thinks about is healthcare. Uh, when he thinks about China, all he thinks about is uh, their, their lack of truth. Uh, and th then he thinks about the United States and as bad as we are sometimes, we're still better than everybody else. Well, it's, it's nice to hear. <laughs> we have a slight lack of truth uh, coming out of our government, no matter who's in power. They just kind of make it up as they go along and the media reports it as they go along. But your numbers are pretty solid. So tell us what's going on in Europe in terms of the Purchasing Managers Index. I imagine Germany's leading the way or maybe the UK is these days. Well, I, actually, Germany is leading the way. And I've got to see if I can open a file here. Um, Tim. See, Lou works on paper. So he's always got that document 
right there. Uh, well, right now is one of those. Germany is 60.7. <laughs> I would like that. Let, let me let me play with this one second and see. Um, if that blue, does, no, that gives blue, you can two do the color color Two views of blue and now two views of Tim. Um, there. Okay. Well, let me just go ahead and talk to it because I know I know the answers. Um, the only European uh, in, in the Eurozone countries, the only one that was failing to grow uh, was Greece. And uh, obviously Greece doesn't have a large manufacturing sector anyway, so uh, not, not so bad. But six of the Eurozone countries were uh, uh, above 55 led by Germany, which was in the high 50s. And so Germany, is, the Eurozone has made a nice recovery associated with all of this. They should get, uh, they should have expectations as we do, that the more vaccine they get out, the, the more that's going to be uh, uh, significant for that. Uh, the UK had another good month. Uh, ex uh, unless you're royalty. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> unless you're Meghan Markle. Yeah, they, they had a they had a, a good month in, in the UK. Uh, after three uh, softer months, so they were still decent, but uh, but a little on the soft side. Uh, so it's got the right things happening. Uh, as far as the UK and the EU is concerned, they're kind of uh, kissing makeup, I guess, uh, uh, along the way. So uh, I think that's good for, uh, good for the rest of us. Uh, Japan, South Korea, uh, Taiwan, uh, all of that region uh, did, uh, did well. The numbers for uh, China, though, uh, are really flattened out. Uh, uh, you know, China uh, always has six percent growth. And You're doesn't right. matter what what the rest of the world's done or anything else; they always have six percent, which keeps them right above the midpoint of fifty. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, they they believe that. Uh, that they're right. I, I don't trust uh, China uh, and given the, the, the things that we see from them and, and uh, uh, the production, I do think uh, they're, they're uh, really trying to put a footprint all around the globe. Uh, I, when I hear China rattle, uh, rattling a saber against Taiwan, Taiwan is highly industrialized. Taiwan is a democracy. Uh, Taiwan is all the things that we'd like to see out of uh, other places in Southeast Asia and, uh, and so on. Uh, but we're, we're not there uh, at this point. Uh, so I, I have an affinity for Taiwan. I think it's a great country. I can't imagine China doing anything militarily uh, against Taiwan, uh, they're they're on that island, and the density is very thick. 
uh, population. Uh, I just can't imagine that uh, that really uh, happening from there. So that's pretty much uh, globally. Uh, Lou, you always like to talk about Brazil a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, they're doing uh, 50, 58.4. Right. That's huge. Right. And uh, so it's, it's, it's a continuing story of recovery in Brazil. Probably will continue, uh, you know, given the numbers that came out of uh, the U.S. with uh, manufacturing and services. Uh, there's no reason to believe that anything other than good things should happen between now and the end of the year. Uh, I was in a meeting uh, yesterday where uh, a lot of people talked about expectations for the stock market, talked about how they could, uh, uh, how, what investment will look like and willingness to invest. And all of those things seem just very positive. Uh, the stock market is pleased with the way things are happening right now. Uh, uh, the only thing that bothers me is uh, every time in the past that I have said it just doesn't get much better than this, it didn't. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm at the point where I'm about to say it just doesn't get much better. Watch your language, Norbert. Than this. So I'll, I'll have to uh, put, put a uh, twist tie on my tongue, I guess, Tim, uh, to make that work for me. Well, not not to be the bummer because I'm really excited about things that are uh, happening uh, in our marketplace, in manu manufacturing, in our economy, and so on. Uh, and also politically, even though I don't want to talk politics, uh, things seem to be getting better. However, there's a big, big however. And, you know, it has to do with COVID and it has to do with the fact that we have uh, some major nut jobs out there that have decided to open up states and cities and re-implement re the COVID into our society again. And I'm real concerned. Um, you know, my wife and I uh, were of the age where we were, we got our two shots each, but that's, that's not the point. The point is that our, our lifestyles are changed, they're altered. And they're improving, but if the COVID comes back again, it's going backwards. I had the opportunity to hear one of the foremost experts on COVID yesterday. And uh, his take on it, and I followed his reporting for quite some time on the whole issue. His take on it is that we are so close to herd immunity that that could be April. Really? Well, I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah, and uh, we, we also have had the shots and uh, I've had the Moderna shot, had a little bit of, uh, I had about the, the sweats for about 20 minutes. Uh, and that <laughs> was it. That was the reaction it was all that was there for that. So uh, my take on it, I'm much more comfortable, it sounds like, than you are about where we're going directionally, do we have the right uh, things happening? Uh, and I'm convinced that uh, 
we pretty well have the, the uh, virus behind us. And well, from your lips. Yeah, let's let's hope so. But I've spent a lot of time looking and reading and and everything, and uh, uh, and I have certain people that I trust their judgment and uh, what they say because they've been right from the beginning. Uh, and they, they've stuck with their story and it's uh, proven to be true. So I, I'm comfortable with that. Uh, I, I hope uh, I hope I'm right. I know you hope I'm right. Deb hopes you I'm right. Uh, <laughs> you bet. But uh, we're, we're pretty pretty far down the road. Uh, the, the, the big uh, issue now is people not, uh, opening up, restaurants not opening. Those, uh, that's the big drag on the economy right now. Uh, one of my associates uh, is predicting a 10% uh, increase in GDP. And uh, he has good logic for it. And uh, uh, hopefully... Uh, uh, that worries me, you know, what, what worries me is debt. Uh, I, I know in my personal dealings, if I uh, run up debt, I just make life miserable for myself to do that. And so I choose not to do that. Uh, but we have be, uh, built such a base of debt that uh, uh, I've heard really credible economists say, oh, that's no problem. Uh, well, it becomes a problem if you don't pay it, if you take, take, if you let too much time elapse to where interest rates go up and you have to start paying debt, uh, interest on higher debt. That worries me. Norbert, uh, are we talking about uh, personal debt, corporate debt, I'm talking debt? Because uh, frankly, I have my theories on that. Yeah, I'm talking both, frankly. Okay. Uh, pers so, personal debt. Uh, this is not a time that you'd want to have, a, you know, a, a lot of personal debt. Uh, right. Uh, fr from that. So, uh, but debt uh, really bothers me from the standpoint of uh, usually when you have to pay it off is not when you're the most well off because of it and uh, what we gain from it. We're going to see substantial tax increases coming. And uh, so, uh, you know, I've, I've provided for my retirement and uh, this time last year before the uh, virus hit, I was pretty happy with where I was. Now I'm wondering is, uh, am I in the right place? Is it, uh, uh, is, is it sustainable? So let me ask you, Norbert, our country government is into debt to the tune of $27 trillion. Um, I have a feeling and a philosophy about that, uh, but I'd like to hear your thoughts and then I'll share mine, which a lot of our listeners already know and Tim is already laughing. Um, I, I do have a view of our national debt. So right. how do you feel about it? Well. Uh, first thing I have to say is I feel very strongly that somebody has to pay the bill. <laughs> and uh, the way we're uh, uh, 
managing immigration, the way we're managing uh, uh, the uh, alternative uh, workforce, uh, the way we're bringing people in. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, most of us would say we were fortunate to be born in the United States. Many of the people coming in right now should be more in line with saying, I hit the lottery. Because yeah, I got into the United States. Right. I got in, I got in at a point, obviously you can't expect when uh, half of the people coming in don't have a high school education, they're not gonna take up the, the, the brunt of that. So, but, but back to the focus on debt itself, uh, it's very difficult to pay and it's all, almost impossible to get the Congress, you know, to deal with that. Uh, I just don't know how you uh, spread that debt among all of the uh, people that are here so that you can bring in people and treat them better than we're treating ourselves at, at, at this point and what's going on with it. So uh, that bothers me. You know, no, no uh, society, no, no country has ever the only way they've ever gotten out of huge debt is inflation. And uh, Lou, you've seen it in uh, South America. Uh, how many times have we seen the cycle right. uh, coming out of Argentina? And, uh, you know, I think at one point Argentina was, uh, the currency was uh, devaluing at something like 4,000% per day or some. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's part of the joke. And I, so I, I'm now up on my podium about debt. You ready? Yeah. It's never going to be paid off. So our Congress, they don't want to, you were right. They don't want to deal with it. They don't know how to deal with it. They're not going to deal with it. It's never going to be paid off. No, they're going to inflate their way out of it. Whatever yeah. works. They're going to try. It's the $88 trillion in unfunded debt that they never talk about. That, you know, we're over $100 trillion in some BC. I recently read, Norbert, where uh, the national debt was now $27 trillion, and that was 106% of GDP. And so we're okay, but we got a $21 trillion GDP. They must be new, uh, using the new math. <laughs> well, certain ec economists have told many of the politicians that uh, the debt really doesn't matter because we owe it to ourselves. Bingo. <laughs> uh, but somebody's holding the paper on that. We're not. Right. And right. somebody's got to get the check. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like some people that I've been out to dinner with before. <laughs> yeah, it's um, they 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 short arm you when it comes time to get the check. Well, the politicians are definitely short armies. Yes, yes. Well, I think yeah, Lou stated that right. You know, I've talked about it for some time. The Congress has no idea how to deal with the debt. They don't know how to fix it. They can't tax their way out of it. They couldn't. No. They couldn't tax the United States people enough to get out of it. 
and besides, if they did, they'd spend it faster than they were paid we're off. Back, in, back in, in, in debtor's prison once again. Yeah, that's right. So it'll be interesting to see how your numbers pan out in 2021 in terms of GDP. Uh, 10% growth would be impressive. It's almost impossible. <laughs> well, we can but make it up. That but doesn't put a big dent in the debt. Right. You know, compared to, we're, we're at what, 160% of GDP, our debt? Something uh, like. You know, uh, we, we can't run away from that, but we also can't do much about it. So that, that worries me more than, than anything. Uh, one, one of the things that I do want to mention uh, specifically, I'm seeing a lot of price increases. And uh, yes. it's coming out of commodities. Uh, you know, now there's no doubt that Alcoa has had a tough time in the aluminum uh, supply business and so on. Uh, and they're just coming out of that, no doubt. But at the same time, those people that have to sell aluminum products, uh, they, they can't get away from uh, including the cost of the new cost in their project from what they're doing that. In fact, I, I'll, I'll tell you a little, I was talking to a group and I asked them if any of them knew what the terms PIE were. <laughs> P period, I period, E period. Right. Do you remember that? Of course. Price, Price and, effect and effect at the time of shipment. And that's why everything was quoted back in the late 70s. That's right. right. That's the way we did it in those days. Automatic. Uh, and uh, we're almost at that point. Yeah, no because doubt. I hear, I, I hear talk among uh, suppliers that they uh, can't... Uh, uh, can't get their suppliers to commit to firm prices for 30 days. So any quotes they put out, they can't get firm prices to back up the quote. And uh, there's a whole group of consumers out there that just hasn't had to live with all of this. And so they're looking at it and say, well, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and probably they shouldn't. But how much does that, how much that is an economy killer? If yes, we have the wrong environment to be able to work in. Well, we're likely to see that in steel in China. Their prices are accelerating rapidly. I think the world uh, has consumed all of the cheap scrap they can get their hands on. I can remember, Lou, up where you are in the next town over, I think Pinebrook, there was a huge junk car lot. No and more. The, the Chinese came in and bought those junk cars and shipped them to China and melted them for scrap. And that scrap is not in the U.S. anymore. Right. Let's start tearing out our bridges, which are probably scrappable given their condition. Well, we'll wait till they fall. Yeah, it's easier to collect the rubble. Right. Well, that, that's what scares me. Uh, th those are the things. Uh, Investment scares me. Uh, are, are we going to 
create enough, uh, leave enough money uh, for those who have invested to have in, uh, capital gains investments that the, they can uh, put their money in uh, in order to, to sustain their ability to retire, to do the, those types of things. So uh, it's, a, it's a challenge from that standpoint. Short term, we should be fine. Longer term, uh, I really have to, to be concerned about directionally, are we going to be able to uh, sustain ourselves? Well, in our ages, Norm, uh, Nor Norbert, uh, long term, you need to define what long term is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for you, Lou, it's not 40 years. You're not going to yeah, start your next Yeah, it's time. not 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my, uh, I have a brother-in-law who is a doctor, and he often reminds me that the uh, uh, all the years that when you take care of yourself, all the years you add to your life come at the end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't get the benefit now. Well, Norbert, we appreciate you being with us. It's actually been a, a very enjoyable discussion with you, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to the 10% GDP and the uh, Democrats paying down the debt so that we're sitting at, you know, 5 trillion in the hole or something like that. Right. And, but I'm not looking forward to the taxes. Keep the No one's paying the debt. <laughs> right. But we'll uh, chat again with you next month, Orber. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thanks. Appreciate Thank it. You. Have a great weekend, guys. Yeah, you too. All right. Stay healthy. And we've been speaking with Norbert Orr, who's our senior correspondent for the Global Purchasing Managers Indexes around the world. He does an excellent survey to give us a read. And if you are a manufacturer and you want to get that report, you need to get a hold of us and we'll get your name to Norbert Orr so that he can add you to the respondent list. You get two great reports that come out of it. And while you're on the web, visit all of our podcasts. You can find them at jacketmediaco.com. You can also find us on C-Suite, that's C-Suite TV or C-Suite Podcast Radio Network. And as always, thank you for joining us on this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.